Hey, it's Clay. Welcome to another episode here of the Money with Clay podcast. 5.30 a.m. right now. Quick little update for those of you who have listened to the past recent episodes. I've been talking about in my other business, I've been working on this live webinar and the first one came out over three hours long. And I thought, okay, well, I need to start to cut this down. Uh, and then the second one was, I don't know, like two hours and I think like 45-ish minutes. And then the one I just did yesterday, yesterday being Thursday. Um, so this will release the very day or the very morning I record it. Um, but got it down to two or an hour and 58 minutes. I'd like to try to trim off another 15 minutes from it if I can, but I'm progressing in the right direction. It's kind of become a joke now between Nate and I, uh, and he's uh, the, the guy that works with me uh, within that within that business and this business too. Uh, but so we're making progress in the upwards direction. So uh, if you're kind of wondering, I know, uh, so, uh, you know, it's we're making we're, we're going in the right direction. So I'm, I'm actually pretty excited about it. Maybe it seems. Maybe it seems kind of silly, but let me, let me tell you, talking for three hours straight and then talking for two hours and 45 minutes straight, I, two, hours is talk, two hours talking straight is nothing now. If, if the baseline is three hours and 15 minutes, let me tell you, two hours seems like a, like a walk in the park. But like I said, we'd like to try to get another 15 minutes off of it. But that is where it stands. So I'm pretty excited about that this morning. And last night it was a, a good successful webinar. I had a good attendance. And it, it, it's fun. It's a good time, especially when you're um, around new people to a certain topic. And, uh, you know, you always got some people that I don't want to say are negative, but they're always they're a little skeptical, which is fine. I mean, this is the Internet. So I don't you know, I don't I'm not offended by people being skeptical, but it's just a, a good variety. Whereas the other webinars I do, they're already with. Um, you know, members that have invested into the program. So they, they, they already trust me. They already know what they're getting. They know what to expect. So that it's a little bit different environment. But when it's people that maybe are brand new to you or in the world of business, you know, you would call cold traffic. When it's cold traffic or just warm traffic, it's a little bit different, but it's, it's fun. And I enjoyed it. And uh, I enjoy for not having to talk for three hours and 15 minutes straight, though. That, that, that's a little bit too much. But anyways, for this episode here, I want to address uh, an issue, and I already talked about this uh, in that other business's uh, YouTube channel, but more so from the angle of how do you look at a statement? How do you look at kind of an argument? How do you look at a, a proposition that somebody is making? And then how can you kind of address the, address it in the most logical way fashion? Or in the, in the most, you know, we'll call it fashionable, logical way. Meaning, how do you do it efficiently? How do you do it effectively? A lot of times, and I'm not perfect at this, but I really do try my best, is you know, people make comments and then you go trying to, uh, you, you try to offer up a, 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 an interior, or, you know, ulterior opinion, but you go trying to do it by chasing off, you know, kind of just rabbit holes that don't actually matter. And you gotta be very careful with that. And you have to look at certain things that show you, all right, well, there's the claim. Okay, that's why they're making the claim. But wait a second, if that was actually true, then these other parts of their claim start to fall apart. And that's what happens here. I'm not trying to turn this into some sort of uh, political uh, stump speech or anything like that. But I am going to use it to explain at least my point on why I feel the way certain things do. And why if anybody in your life ever comes up and kind of throws this sort of thing in your face, then, I mean, just use this, what, what, what I'm going to go right here because... 
it in their very own words, they can't defend it because I mean, it, it is kind of it is what it is. So the statement here is this, and I, this came from a YouTube channel from my YouTube channel, uh, and it, the person says, Sweden, Finland. Actually, let me take a step back. A while ago on the the, uh, the, the podcast, I did that episode about $17,000 to $24.2 million. Well, I was kind of really so inspired by that uh, by that podcast that I took that idea and I put it on, a, on my YouTube channel uh, for the other business. And I did kind of a little different twist on it, but you know, pretty much the same thing. So that is where this comment was put on, was that video that I did of the 17000 to 24.2 million. So the person says, Sweden, Finland, Denmark, and Norway are governed by democratic socialism and they have better living standard than the USA. Tougher regulation are needed in order to protect society from greed and malpractice. I'm sure you will be infuriated if your local water streams are poisoned by some chemical company. So nothing new. Um, you know, some people have this opinion. And the main opinion here is what? What is needed? Well, tougher regulations are needed. So that's the core of the claim, right? The, the other thing about Sweden, I mean, you can go down, you know, a, a rabbit hole of, well, how are you defining better? You know, who says that the, the standards of livings are better? But I mean, that doesn't really, that doesn't really solve anything because the main thing here is, well, tougher, tougher regulations are needed because somehow I would assume that Sweden, Finland, all those countries have tougher regulations because that's how it showed up in this comment. Now, I'm not quite sure if that's true or not, but it doesn't matter as far as this because the person's point, the way this is being presented is that not only because he sets up the whole idea of uh, you know t tougher regulations by mentioning those color uh, by mentioning those countries, but then of course he says why they're also needed, and they're needed to protect society, so that's why they're needed to protect society. Okay, which brings up the logical question. Okay, well protect society from what exactly? Right now I'm, I'm not saying there's any flaws in the in the statement. He's actually I will give this person full credit. They mapped out their thoughts well. Um, their thoughts are going to fall apart here, but they mapped them out well, and they, they weren't a jerk about it. They were very polite. So, I mean, I, none of this is being uh, said in a malicious way because this person, like I said, if only debates could be, uh, you know, this professional and upfront. So, again, why or what is needed? Tougher regulations. Why are they needed? In order to protect society, okay? Protect society from what? Greed and malpractice. In other words, okay, well, what is greed and malpractice going to lead to? To his point, I am sure you will be infuriated if your local water streams are poisoned by some chemical company. So if regulations are not needed, then streams and pollution and all that stuff, basically companies are going to do whatever it takes to make money. Why? Why would this person say that? Well, because they're greedy. Hopefully you can all agree with not even my argument. That is what he's saying, right? You got to have tougher, tougher regulations because companies are greedy and they'll do whatever it takes in the name of greed. So, I mean, when, you're, when your local water streams start getting poisoned, I mean, that's going to happen unless you have tough regulations. My, my stance, my claim is that regulations are not needed. The free market is the best regulation. 
free market in the sense of being totally free. So how does that apply to this example here? Well, let's just say that your water, your stream does get poisoned. Now he is right. I can see that if that was the fact that if the local water streams got poisoned, I would be infuriated. I, there's, there's just no doubt about that. Who would I be infuriated at? Would I be infuriated at the government? Well, no. Would I be infuriated at my neighbor? No. I, I would probably, and you would probably be infuriated at what? The cause of whatever the water stream was or whatever the cause of the poison of the water stream was. So who would that cause be? Well, in this person's example, that chemical company. So, okay, well, that's not very good. I'm infuriated. I, I'm not very happy with that chemical company. What do you think you would do in that regard? Are you going to still buy products from that company, uh, you know, chemical company? Are you going to still support other companies that maybe then go and are using that chemical company? Are you going to say, you know what? No, I'm not really happy with that product because if they have to poison the streams as part of their product, I'm just not going to support that company. Or in other words, in a free market, if people stop supporting your product, or in other words, giving you money, what happens to your business? Oh, it, it goes bankrupt. You go out of business. But why was the whole point of going into business in the first place, according to this person? The whole point that this company exists, or the whole point of this company in the first place was greed, right? These companies are greedy. So if you are greedy, what does that mean? Well, you want to make money. And if you want to make money, would it be smart to go out there and do stuff that irritate and upset the consumer, like poison the local water streams? Is that a good choice if you are somebody that's greedy and gimme, 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 I want money, 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 money. I'm greedy, 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 greedy. Again, not, I'm not saying companies are greedy. This person is saying they're greedy. If that is your stance, that me, 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 gimme, 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 money, 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 then I'm going to do stuff that's what? going to give me money, money, money. And poisoning the local water stream is not going to give me money, money, money. It's going to give me a lot of irritated people. It's going to cost me money, not only from, uh, okay, I got to get stuff cleaned up, but it's going to cost me money from the, the, you know, the, the public relations end of things. It's going to, it's just, you know, bad press. That can be very expensive, especially if there's lawsuits from these people. That's going to, that's going to increase my cost. So not only are you irritating, or excuse me, to use this person's word, infuriating people, which I, again, I agree on that point, but you're also ex in severely increasing your expenses with lawsuits and, like I said, public relations and all that stuff. So why would you increase your expenses? Why would you, you know, upset your customer if you're greedy and in it just for the money? If you're in it just for the money, those are like the exact, literally the exact opposite things you would ever want to do. So that goes back to my point about the free market. The free market is a great regulator. The free market will crush that company if they were to go out there and start poisoning the streams. The ironic part, and all I ask is for you to maybe, you know, just consider this as a possibility. But a lot of times, because it's not like this stuff doesn't happen. Uh, yes, waters get, uh, water streams get, um, poisoned and things get polluted and all that sort of stuff. But if, you know, if those things 
you know, happen, which they do, is it at least possible that maybe the, the reason why they happen in many instances is because there's already a bunch of regulations in place. And regulations place all kinds of burdens on these companies. So you have all these burdens, and all these burdens start to force companies to, all right, I gotta get super, super creative with how to try to try to turn a profit because it just got more expensive. And it's not because I did anything, it's because the government all of a sudden is pressing down with more and more regulations. Well, so how can we get creative here? Okay, yeah, 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 I think that'll work. Let's do that. Okay, okay, we can do that. And again, none of this is being done out of just pure, okay, let's, let's, let's actually poison something. It's all being done out of, well, we're trying to turn a profit. We have people's retirements we need to pay into. We have people that, well, I mean, we create jobs. We're trying to make it so people can go buy the iPhone. So how can we do that? How can we keep and make our profits as best as possible? And then, like I said, they try to get creative. And then sometimes, because they're trying to get creative, ah, oh, well, that didn't quite work out the way we wanted, and then messes happen. Whereas I would say that if they were never forced to get creative in the first place because of the regulations, then those messes would have never happened. Am I saying that um, things will never ever, or, or that things somehow can somehow become perfect? No, mistakes happen. I mean, oil spills are going to happen. No matter how rare they are, yeah, every, every several years they happen, of course, they make a whole bunch of news and everybody, everything gets blown out of proportion. But do you need to go to add in tougher and tougher and more and more regulations for the sake of pra- protecting society from greed? No, greed is very good if that's your premise. If your premise is greed, that does not mean that people will do anything at all costs to make money from you. It means they will do what is best for them to make money. And what is best for them to make money is to provide you with good product and services at the lowest cost possible. That's what's gonna, that's, that's, that's why they're gonna do that. I mean, like I said, you could say, well, no, they're, they're just out there kind of for you know the, the, the fun of it. But no, this person said they're greedy. If they're greedy, then they want to do what needs to be done to make money and you know, doing a bunch of stuff that creates lawsuits and public relations nightmares is not exactly the way to go. So keep that in mind. If anybody ever throws, oh, well, you know, companies are greedy. We need more regulations on them. Wait, what? And just kind of walk them through that thought process. Okay, so your logic is these companies are in it for the money. They're going to say, yeah, I just said that they're greedy. Okay, and then you can walk them through a couple of hypotheticals. Well, do you think this action would give them more money from consumers? Well, no, okay. Do you think this action would give them more money? Yeah, absolutely. So then exactly why do you need a regulation if these companies are greedy and want money? That, that's, a, that's a self-regulating situation. I should say that, do I sit there, do I think that companies should just flat out be able to you know, pollute and pollute and pollute. No, you know, I don't want a smog problem like in China. But there's a there's very, you know, baseline, minimal, minimal regulations that could be put into place that just keep things under control. And really, I'm I bet I could be convinced if someone's like, why? If a company is creating smog and smog and smog, guess what that's going to do? People are going to be like, no, I that I don't like this. I don't like this practice. I'm not buying your product anymore, or I'm not supporting the companies that you, so you're done. 
either knock off with so much air pollution and smog or we're not supporting you anymore and bye-bye, there you go. And the other component that you have to uh, you know, keep in mind here is a lot of these companies may very well be publicly traded, meaning they have stock that you and I could buy. And if they do create a situation like this, so let's say they, they do, actually let's not even talk in theory, let's look at a, a real life example. BP, who remembers the BP uh, big old oil, oil spill? It's, probably, it's maybe even been 10 years now, uh, time flies. But anyways, if you're not familiar with, BP had a big old oil spill and things got super, super rough. Not only from you know all the lawsuits, but their stock price absolutely got hammered to the downside. And if you're not familiar, when, when a stock price gets hammered to the downside, that's in, in many ways kind of a company's lifeblood. It's, it tells the company how much they're worth, it tells the company what the market thinks they're worth. And eventually, if your stock price just goes down to oblivion, then that doesn't necessarily mean you're bankrupt, but it, it really means that from a quote-unquote greed perspective, you're probably not making any money at all or much money at all. And from a business perspective, if the whole point was greed, well, then that, that's not a very good thing. So just from strictly a stock price point of view alone, the markets are very self-regulating where a company's not gonna just go out there and start you know, acting like a cowboy because, hey, look, there's no rules. There's no regulations. Let, let's just get crazy. Wait, no, that, 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 that would lead to the exact opposite of what you're accusing those people of being in business for, greed and money. Another way to look at it is like this. And this is, I mean, this is my opinion, but let's say that somebody was like, and I don't know, I might have used this example before, but I'm gonna use it again because I think it helps illustrate this point about tougher regulations and how regulations are needed. No, there, there really aren't any regulations, especially when it comes to hiring people. So let's just say I run a company and I'm like, no, I don't like women. I'm not gonna hire women. Okay, fine. I, as far as I'm, I'm concerned, you should be allowed to do that. You should be able to say, I'm not gonna hire a group of people some sort of group of people, however you want to define that. Okay, that's fine. Here's the problem though. If, if some other company out there was like, no, women uh, need to you know, fill in the blank of some sort of role, therefore, I'm just not gonna hire them. I would look at that company and be like, you know what? That's pretty, that's pretty, that's pretty crappy on your part. I'm gonna have to probably disagree. Or you know, if some, a company's like, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not gonna hire, uh, African-Americans, I'm not gonna hire black people. No, not gonna happen. Again, not because I'm something special. I would assume that you would agree. You would probably look at that company and be like, uh, okay, yeah, that's free in your choice because this is a free market, but that's a pretty crappy choice. So I, you know what? I'm not even gonna support your company then. And then what happens to them? Well, twofold. One, now they're, now they're not getting very good public relations. But second, what happens if they're looking to hire somebody and it's a, a woman versus a man, and the woman is clearly, clearly the better candidate. Well, but I, I mean, my policy is I'm not even gonna, well, I, I suppose in my example, the, the, inter, or the woman would never get the interview, but let's say that there's two people, and the, the woman is just clearly better in every single way for the job. But that business owner never takes the woman's interview. He just looks at the man, says, okay, you're a man, and here we go, you're hired. Who do you think is gonna win in a competition? Because that's what business is. 
The business owner that's like, hey, I'll take that woman. I, I don't have anything against women. I'll hire a woman. And they hire that woman. So now it's, it's like good old-fashioned kickball, right? Back in elementary school. Everybody lines up. You get two captains and you start to pick. Imagine if you had a policy where you're like, well, no, I'm not going to. That person's really, really good at kickball, but that person happens to be a, a woman. So, yeah, sorry. Okay, I, I can't. No, okay, I can't do that. Or look at it like this. If you're putting together an NBA basketball team and your policy is I don't hire black people, no, 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 no. I mean, no, listen, I'm white, okay? But I, I have eyeballs. I can see out on the court. If there's like three white guys out there at, at a time, I'm like, wow, I'm impressed right now. But if your policy when you're trying to build an NBA team is no, I don't hire, I don't hire uh, black people. Okay, I'm pretty sure you're not going to have the greatest team. Now, does that mean that you can't have a guy full of people like me, a bunch of white guys out there? No, I, I've seen some, I don't know, have I? I don't know if I've ever seen an all-white NBA. Well, no, for sure I've never seen an all-white NBA team. I, I definitely haven't seen, uh, or I, I've definitely seen an all-white costume. But at the NBA level, I mean, if you're sitting there and saying, well, no, I can't draft them, I can't pick that person, okay. And all you do is draft, and all you do is get white people, well, like you said, I'm, I'm pretty sure, at least in modern times, I, I can't think of any NBA team that's had only one or two black people, or let alone, in my example, all white people, right? That just doesn't work out. There is no need for a regulation in the NBA that says you must give fair opportunity, you must hire black people. That, that, that doesn't exist. There, there does not need to be... Uh, any sort of regulation in the NBA about who you can and cannot hire. That is just ridiculous. Let the free market do its thing. And the free market is going to say, I need people that are the, the best at basketball. And there you go. I mean, if your policy in the NBA is, you know what? I, I'm only 5'7". I'm only so, I mean, tall people really irritate me. So, you know what? If you're over six foot, No. No, I'm not, I'm not going to hire you to my NBA team. Okay, so now you have a bunch of people that are six foot and below playing against a bunch of people that are normally like six five and above. I mean, that's up to you. I don't think there needs to be a regulation that says you can't discriminate against the height of somebody. I think the market will quickly figure out that and regulate that problem all on its own. So again... If anybody ever comes at you and their whole premise is greed. Now, if they're saying tougher regulation are needed to protect society from something else, well, then you'll have to think about what that something else is. So I'm not saying that I could never be convinced of this argument, but if you're coming at me with the argument and your reasoning is, well, you got to protect society from greed in order to do that, you use regulation. Well, like I said, from, from that point of view, uh, I, 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 I'm, I, I think I have a pretty strong um, foundation of why I believe what I do. So just remember, don't get, don't find yourself, you know, chasing rabbit holes that don't really matter. Look at the core of the, of the statement. Look at the core of the argument, figure out, you know, the whys, okay, and then the what's, and then you can start to address it. And who knows, maybe in doing so, you're like, oh, that, that person's actually presenting me with a good, solid argument. I mean, I have my mind changed all the time because, I mean, I, I try to my best to go through it and look at it in a step-by-step -step logical fashion. But in this situation, yeah, the, building the entire argument off of greed, um, is, is things start to get a little shaky there because greedy people, 
want to make money and there are certain ways you need to act to make money and it's not creating more expenses for yourself and headaches and all that. So hopefully you got something out of this one and uh, if anything, uh, maybe I opened up your eyes a little bit to how you can now approach you know, some sort of statement that somebody makes with you. But I had a good time. Maybe I'll try to do some more of these every now and then and I was going to do uh, an episode here about the, uh, a Nigerian scam, which I think I mentioned last week. So that's getting pushed off for another week. And then I had a, a member submit something that said, hey, Clay, this would be good for a podcast. And it's a lady with a, 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 shopping, a shopping problem. But I'll be honest, as of right now, I still don't know quite sure what my opinion is, how I feel on it, because it's really sad. But you got to give credit where credit's due. And hey, she's doing what she needs to do to, 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 to kind of fill her need to go shopping. But I think I'll talk about those things next week. So thank you for hanging out and have a great weekend or whenever you're watching this or listening to this, I should say, uh, enjoy and uh, get out there, do some critical thinking and remember to approach statements in a good, solid, step-by-step and logical manner. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening. Before I go, I wanna just make your attention to a few things. First off, if you enjoyed the show, then make sure to help us out in the iTunes, especially if you could leave us a rating. That goes a long way and just assists me in getting the word out there, and I genuinely would appreciate it. Second, if you find yourself either in debt or just feeling like your, your personal finances are kind of out of control or could be much more efficient, then I would encourage you to go to moneywithclay.com and check out the Slab Money Method. That is the course that I put together as a former process engineer that outlined every single step, step by step by step with documentation, with forms to fill out, that'll put you on the path, the exact path I used to pay off of debt and get myself to the point where not only am I debt free, but I am now able to build wealth and build wealth in an efficient uh, manner. So if you're curious and interested in that, again, moneywithclay.com and that is the slab money method. And no, this is not all some massive sales pitch when I say that it works, it truly does. And I back that up with more than words. My action behind those words is that course comes with a one year money back guarantee. So if you try it out and you're not making any progress, you're not seeing any progress, then I will refund you the cost of the course, which is very minimal to begin with. And then finally, make sure to check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, just look up for Money With Clay and you will see us there. Again, thanks for hanging out. I'll see you back next episode.